Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Now for our story. At 12, Lefty Larkin stopped work, walked back to his little house to wash up for lunch. As he walked in the door, he said to himself that Aunt Mary was right. He really should take the time to fix the place up a little. (laughs) But Lefty had been saying that for a great many years now. At first, 15 years ago, when he came to work and live on Aunt Mary's farm, there'd been a reason for his disinterest in his home. He hadn't intended to stay. But on Aunt Mary's farm, he had found the person he was looking for, Peggy Douglas, his own daughter. Feeling that he had no right to claim her as his, Lefty had intended to move on, but he had been unable to tear himself away, unable to part with the love and affection that Peggy gave him, until his staying on had become a habit, a family joke. Now, going up the slope toward the main house, Lefty walks around toward the back, goes in the kitchen. Come in and sit down, Lefty. I'm a little behind schedule this morning. Mrs. Plummer came over for a while, and I'm afraid we've frittered away quite a bit of time. Oh, that's all right, Aunt Mary. I'm only dying of starvation. Well, have a piece of bread and butter. That should stay you. No, no, whatever's cooking smells as if it were worth waiting for. Uh, what's wrong? Well, I made some vegetable soup this morning. And we're going to have meatloaf, potatoes, sliced tomatoes, and a berry cobbler. Ah. (laughs) Uh, Isn't Peggy going to be home for lunch? Well, yes, as far as I know. That's what she planned when she left this morning. I expect she'll be along pretty soon. How about starting with your soup now, Lefty? Good enough. What about you? Mm, I think I'll skip the soup today. Aunt Mary. Yes? I didn't get to see Peggy this morning. Well? Is she still the same? Well, you know, Lefty, she's been rather quiet for the last few days. Hasn't said much. Then she still hasn't talked to you at all about Bill, huh? No. But I'm not so sure that there's anything to talk about. At least, not at the moment. But I told you, you came by here the other morning to see her. I know. And Peggy told me about that, too. But she didn't offer any explanation as to what they talked about. So I haven't pressed her. If you ask me, it's the same old thing all over again. I can't understand why Bill Mead won't let her alone. She's weak with that boy's concerned, Aunt Mary. I think he's argued her into his way of thinking. I'll bet if you came right out and asked her, she wouldn't be able to deny that she was seeing him. Lefty, I've never been suspicious of the children, of Randy or of Peggy. I've always had faith in their ability to know right from wrong. And when there has been any confusion in their minds, I've always known that eventually they would come to me with their problems if they needed help. Eventually. But, Aunt Mary, if the house is on fire... (laughs) Lefty, the house isn't on fire. And furthermore, I disagree with you about the reason for Peggy's being so quiet these last few days. I don't think she's hiding anything. I think she's working out her problem in her own way. Yeah, or Bill Mead's way. But I tell you... Peggy, we didn't hear you drive up. Oh, I left the car around front. I thought I might be going back into town a little later on. Hello, Lefty. Hello, honey. Come on, sit down. Would you like some soup? No, I don't care for any lunch, thank you. Did you eat in town? Uh-uh, it's not that. I'm just not hungry. But that's ridiculous. You've made all those deliveries this morning. You've got to be hungry. Now she'll eat when she's ready, Lefty. You look tired, dear. Me? No, I'm just... Thoroughly disgusted with myself. 
Well, what on earth do you mean by that? I've had a very unpleasant experience. But it's my own fault, really. I let myself in for it. And Mary, I have something to tell you. You too, Lefty. Huh? What is it? Well, I saw Ben Calvert in town. What did that old skinflint want? To give me a little advice. I hope you told him you didn't need any of it from him. Well, I felt like it. That wouldn't have done any good. Mr. Calvert thought he was doing me a great favor. The general idea of his conversation was that I shouldn't trust Bill Mead. And that he hated to see me put myself in a position to be talked about. Oh, he did, did he? Uh, Lefty. Go on, Peggy. Of course, I'm quite aware that Mr. Calvert didn't tell me those things because he has my interest at heart. But I could have told him that he was absolutely right. I already know that Bill isn't to be trusted. Aunt Mary, you remember when I was little, when I had done something wrong, I'd come and tell you and say I had a confession to make? Yes, John. Well, I have one now. I've been seeing Bill. Why haven't you said anything about it? Oh, I guess because I knew you wouldn't approve. So at the time I told myself you wouldn't understand. Mm-hmm. I thought when Bill Mead asked me to be patient, to believe in him, that... Well, I finally agreed with you, Aunt Mary, that there was something between him and Kit. Something that he couldn't explain. I thought he wanted me to believe in him. But the other morning... Well... Was that the morning Bill came by here? Yes, Lefty. Bill told me he didn't want me talked about. He didn't feel it was right for us to see each other. He should have said that. And isn't it interesting that Ben Calvert said practically the same thing? Yeah. I'm afraid I had Sergeant Meadbury frightened for a while. He thought he'd gotten himself into something he couldn't get out of. Evidently, he even talked to his father-in-law about it. Well, Bill knows now that he's out of it. He needn't be afraid that I'm going to jeopardize his marriage into the Calvert clan. Peggy, don't talk like that. But she's right, Aunt Mary. What else could she think? But if Bill had your interest at heart, he would have told you exactly what he did, Peggy. That it isn't right for the two of you to see each other. You didn't talk to him, Aunt Mary. I did. You didn't see him. I did. It certainly has taken me a long time, but I've finally come to my senses. I was going to help Bill through this, this trying time. But I was right days ago when I said if, if there had been any explanation, any reason why he couldn't talk to me about that proposed divorce, he would have told me. But there just isn't any reason. No explanation. Except that Bill Mead doesn't feel about me as I thought he did. Yeah, but what I want to know, honey, is what else Ben Calvert had to say. Oh, he made various allusions to my character. Hinted that I was playing some sort of game. I really don't want to talk about it. Because nothing Ben Calvert could say can make any difference. I'm really very angry, but I'm angry with myself. Because I've been such a fool. Well, I just wanted to tell you what's happened. And I want to tell you both that you needn't worry about me anymore now. Thanks, my girl. Aunt Mary, why are you looking at me like that? Well, Peggy, all I want is your happiness. But I have the feeling that we haven't found the truth, the, the key to this situation. Well, regardless, I'm through with the whole thing. I'm glad you've told me all about everything, though. And it certainly relieves my mind to know that you aren't going to be seen, Bill. Under the circumstances, that wouldn't be right. But there's still something very confusing about Bill's actions. Well, maybe, but 
You know, in a way, I'm almost grateful to Ben Calvert. Because as he was talking, I suddenly felt free of the whole horrible mess. And it's a wonderful feeling. Oh, I know I've said I was through before, but well, that was always a sort of defiance. I just feel that I've been a stupid fool. Now it's all over. Mm-hmm. You see, Aunt Mary... Oh, I'll get it. Hello. Yes, this is she. Oh, hello, Mr. Dorn. No, no, I, I haven't talked to her about it yet. Oh, I know she will be, and, and I'm very eager to hear more about it. Tomorrow evening? Yes. Why, yes, that'll be fine. In the kitchen, Lefty leaned over to ask Aunt Mary who this Mr. Dorn was. Peggy's aunt said she had no idea. Puzzled, the two older people looked at each other. Whoever he was, Peggy was certainly being nice to him. And they couldn't help but notice the change that was in her voice. For the first time in many weeks, the young girl sounded alive, vital, interested in the world about her. To Aunt Mary, that's a good sign. And yet the woman can't help but wonder if Peggy isn't being a little previous in saying she no longer cares anything about Bill. Is that her honest feeling? Or her reaction to her conversation with Ben Calvert? 